0: In this episode of Call to Marriage, I talk with my friend, Sydney, about the importance of setting boundaries, what a boundary actually is, and why boundaries are important, especially in the military spouse community. So let's just jump right into it. Hi there. Welcome to Call to Marriage, a show about navigating life as a military spouse. I'm your host, Callie, a newcomer on the scene of what is the military spouse life Hello, welcome back to Call to Marriage. My name is Callie and we are jumping right into our new series, which is Dependa Who, which is all about redefining what it means to be a quote unquote good spouse and everything that goes into what that looks like. Today I have Sydney as my guest. Sydney, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to the podcast, that would be fantastic.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Sydney Bailo. I am a military spouse. Uh, we are stationed in San Diego right now. My husband is a Marine, and he works on helicopters and helps with flights and does all that fun stuff. So um, we love living in San Diego, and uh, we've been really blessed to be able to be here in the sunshine <laughs> state of California. So that has been super awesome. And um, I love it. So yeah, that's
0: fantastic. And I'm so happy that
1: we are finally able to get together to record.
0: There was so many little military things that kept popping up, whether it be training or exercises or someone was sick or someone did this, someone did that. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was the perfect example of how hectic military life can be. So I'm so grateful that we're finally able to connect and talk about Um, today's topic, which is about boundary setting and setting comfortable boundaries for yourself. And so Cindy, I'd love to start this off just asking you what has been your favorite moment of being a military spouse so far?
1: So my, definitely my favorite moment is, or has been just, um, getting this like very big sense of pride, like Mm. just that my husband is serving the citizens of the US, like, and just does so um, in such a way that he's, like, so proud of it. And it just makes me so proud of it. Like, every time I take my badge out, and like, I'm in the line to get in to get on the base, and they scan it and everything. And I see the fighter jets, like flying, and the helicopters going, and just like, you know, all the military personnel um, in their, um, you know, uniform and everything. It just, there's such a huge sense of pride that like these people are sacrificing so much of their life. Like some people are putting their total career plans to the side and, you know, and doing this. So it's, it's really incredible. And they'll move everywhere, which is another thing. Mm -hmm. I just am in awe of like military spouses and obviously their, their service member um, whether it be the husband or the wife. Um, I have a lot of neighbors that are actually the, the the wives are the service members. And, um, I just think that is so cool too. So it's just really the sense of pride for me, um, that I love. No, I a hundred percent reciprocate that it's cool
0: to, to just see everyone just being so sacrificial and just loving, the country that they're at so much so that they're willing to to put their lives on the line for it. And I think I can 100% reciprocate that feeling of pride, especially too, when it's your person and your best friend is doing it as well. And you're like, yes, you go, best friend, you go. Yeah. (laughs) So part of why we brought you on for talking about boundaries is a little bit about your educational background. And so before we jump into some really meaty questions, I'd love for you to kind of give the listeners a little bit of your educational background, just so they understand where you're coming from.
1: Yeah, so um, I have been studying communications and um, I've been studying it at college for two or three years now. And a lot of what I've decided to focus my independent research on is um, sort of been taking me down this um, psychology (laughs) route. (laughs) Um, And I've really been researching a lot about how communication affects. like boundary setting and uh how different ethnicities and different backgrounds how they communicate their boundaries differently and i think i started realizing like while i was studying all of this um that there is such there's such a good um Point in communication when it comes to like military spouses and us being from different states and being from different areas most of the time and being like all meshed into a community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, wow! In my research, I was really seeing similar similarities. So um, I've been super fascinated in that, and then also this isn't educational wise, but just my journey in therapy and um, over the course of like five years, just learning so much about um, marriage and family therapy, which has a lot to do with um, boundaries as well. When you're getting any type of therapy with a therapist that is licensed um, in marriage and family therapy, um, I notice it's across the board. They say like we talk a lot about boundaries with people because it's a very difficult topic. So um, that's something else that I have learned a lot about through in therapy.
0: Yeah. So with, you know, your background and going through different things, how would you define boundaries and boundary setting?
1: So I um, got out the old American psychology association, um, book, and it has all the definitions of all kinds of psychological, um, just definitions of different things. And, um, they, have a great definition that I'll go more in depth to. It's a little confusing in the beginning, but I'll explain it. So their definition is a psychological demarcation that protects the integrity of an individual or group, or that helps the person or group set realistic limits on participation in a relationship or activity so it's kind of fancy sounding but um i really like that definition because it says protects the integrity of an individual and that's what boundaries can do so um i think boundaries are good with anyone um who is just struggling with feeling like they are being trampled over or they aren't being understood or um if they've been offended by something like, I really think that if you look into maybe what some of the fine you, I, problems are in your relationship or in your community, um, you can figure out ways that you can set certain boundaries to help you feel like you are protected, um, whether it's your family, your marriage, your kids, <laughs> like the list can go on, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with with setting those boundaries, what in your opinion and in your experience are some effective tools for boundary setting? Because I think a lot of times when we think about boundary setting, it's this really high level idea of I'm putting a space between me and something that I'm not comfortable with or that is toxic to me or something that's going to come at me in a way that I'm not comfortable with. But a lot of times, I guess when I think about boundary setting, I get stuck because I don't know how to do it. Um, because it's sort of this big idea and then breaking it into smaller pieces can sometimes be challenging. So what are some effective tools to set up those boundaries to protect yourself?
1: Yeah. So um, I pulled a few boundary setting quotes from ourmindfullife.com. And I'm going to start that um, question you have out about what are some effective tools for setting boundaries with Um, this quote, and it says, what you allow is what will continue. So asking yourself what you feel comfortable with, and then implementing, like, okay, I don't feel comfortable with the fact that I don't know the parent across the street in military housing and my child is like always over there, <laughs> you know, like that mm-hmm. happens a lot within, um, within like our community is just like kids are all over at different houses. And I know a lot of moms express like, I'm just not comfortable. Like, I just don't really know them. I don't know their background. I don't know. Um, you know, uh, a good example of this is like, if your kid is spending a lot of time at someone else's home um, in your military neighborhood, like get to know that parent, get to know what what's their parenting skills. Because I've had a few friends express like, oh my gosh, like my kid's super uncomfortable. She watched the parent do this to their kid. And, you know, and so it's just, it's like, okay, well, if you're not comfortable with the fact that you don't know their parenting style or you don't know their background, like maybe make a point to have and this can technically be a boundary, um, like have a time where you all hang out outside together, like with that parent, their kids, your kids, you, maybe your husband, if your husband doesn't feel completely comfortable with the things that are going on or, um, you know, maybe the things your kids seen or whatever, like um, just implement. I think that's really important is like boundaries is so hard because sometimes people I think don't feel like worthy enough to assert themselves and say, no, I don't want this or no, I do want this or I need this to be a certain way. Cause it can, I think sometimes come off. Um, I know sometimes when I do it, I sound maybe like a little bit needy to people who aren't used to asserting their um, like their wants or needs. And I, I I, think it's really mature of someone to do that. So um and i think the hardest part about boundaries is just like okay i feel this certain way you have this certain feeling that maybe you feel like you aren't protected like or you you've been um hurt in some way or someone has disrespected you in a certain way and it's taking it that step further and having to creatively think like okay well what am i going to do about this feeling you know
0: yeah
1: 100% yeah yeah. So um, and then another quote I had was, if you want to know if someone is toxic, say no and watch how they react. Now, this one's a little sassy, <laughs> but it really, I feel like it's very true. Like um, and then another quote I have that goes along with that perfectly is your boundary is only a problem for those who don't respect you. And um, I think that's really important for military spouses to remember is if another spouse isn't respecting, like, hey, you know, um, we we don't want you guys to over drinking until like, I don't know, 11 p.m. on a Sunday or, you know, like, and if someone can't respect that boundary of like, hey, this is what, this is what we want, like, then that's not really, I think, the person you want to spend a lot of time with. If they're just not respecting your day in and day out um, rules that ha- you have for your life, like, then maybe you maybe think about taking a step back and and not being so close to the to that couple or to those people. So um, and and that's hard. It's really hard, I think, for military spouses because, like, let's say you're not from that area <laughs> and you moved across the country like a few months ago and you're lonely and you can't you haven't found a job yet and you don't have any friends there yet. And you don't really have any family. Maybe you are a person who's close with your family. Like the military life can put spouses into a very vulnerable position. And I just don't want spouses to forget, um, that even if you're in a very vulnerable spot, like respect what you want and make relationships that, um, you feel are equally res- that that person is responsible reciprocating respect and that it's equally respectful. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I think you bring up a really, a really good point that I want us to touch on is that, you know, why, why it's so hard. I think sometimes was for spouses to set those boundaries. And I think you bring up a very valid point is that when you're constantly having to move and relocate and make new friends and pretty much start over from scratch in these places, um, it's really easy to allow everybody in because you just want a sense of normalcy and you know friendship and what have you and i've seen it you know on these facebook groups where people will do you know friend friend posts and like hey you know i'm i'm this old i have this many pets i have this many kids my husband's in this i do this i do this just laying everything out but right. then you have, you know, posts made later of, you know, I'm not looking for friends who do this, 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 because they were burned by somebody because they just laid everything out. And I'm, you know, I think it's, it's good to make friends and to be open with friends you trust. But I think there's also that, you know, being comfortable setting a boundary when you are vulnerable and when you are in a new place to ensure you're set up for success. And so I'd, I'd love kind of your thoughts on, on that as well.
1: Yeah. So, um, I love that you brought that up because I see that as well a lot. And, um, I remember when I was becoming a military spouse, like I was (laughs) infiltrated into like my, at the time, fiance's like friends and their wives and this huge friend group. And I felt this like pressure to not only know about the military life, which I really didn't know anything about, <laughs> but also, but also to like please these people and to like be overshare. good and overshare. But yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think, you know, it can be so emotionally exhausting, like you said, um, PCSing all the time and making new friends and this and that. And you don't really have the time kind of like you said to build that rapport with that person, yeah. but also like you're building a rapport, but you're also building, you know, trust. Like, okay. I share a little bit like, Hey, I got this new job. Like start off with small things to share, not huge things. And I, it's so funny you bring that up. Cause I see it all the time. I see like, you know, super young, new military spouses are like, we have a kid. We just moved here to base. Like, does anyone know where this is? Does anybody, you know, we need friends, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, um, I think it can really, it can be a lot and it can, um, it can sometimes seem a little bit toxic. And I don't mean that in a mean way or, or a bad way, but it can just be, uh, a little bit difficult for other people to I think um, especially non-military people for them to kind of like hold all this you know information of like oh we got here and my spouse is leaving for two weeks or, or a boat or you know like mm-hmm. and it and all the emotions that come with that and I think that's what makes a military community stick together um, because it's the relatability between like spouses, you know, and it, I think it's harder for people to branch out, not only because you're somewhere, maybe you don't know, whereas, you know, your friends from home have made friends in college that they probably will know forever because they're probably going to stay in that town for, you know, like yeah. they're probably going to be there and marry there and find their job there, you know? So yeah, it's, it's really difficult. Um, but back to the question of, uh, why do you think it's hard for spouses to, um, set boundaries. I also think it's a lack of resources and I love your podcast. I love your, your social media page. um, and just what you've created because it really gives spouses resources. And I think that's what we need because, you know, the general public doesn't know what you're going through usually. And, um, they don't, usually understand military lifestyle or all the crazy acronyms and, <laughs> you know, yeah. so, um, and what if they don't know what it's like to like move every three years and have to make new friends every three years. Um, so I think resources is super important. Um, you know, being far away from family, I think I did mention that, um, single parenting, uh, while a spouse is on deployment, gosh, that is just so hard. Um, you know, there's so many reasons why it makes, why it's hard, um, just being a military spouse, but also I could see why it's just really difficult to make boundaries because you, you may let's, I mean, for example, so many of my neighbors right now are single parenting and like, it's, I just, I think it's almost impossible to do that with no family around. Yeah. To, you know, go to work every day, pick up your baby. That's two years old. Like, you know, while your spouse has gone for eight months or whatever length of time, like, I just think it, it is nearly impossible. And so, um, I see a lot of spouses in that specific situation, not have good boundary, um, skills because they're relying on people to, Hey, can you, you know, can you pick up my kid at work? you know, I'm late. And then maybe they don't have the right car seat. And then maybe that person gets in an accident. (laughs) Like, you know, just there's like things that are just like, aren't always set in place that you might've been expecting as an individual, but we can not expect that same criteria of how we would live our life. We can't expect that from other people. And so that's why boundaries are really important to set with other people because you just don't know you know, exactly what their ideals are. And I don't think you can figure that out in the first few months of living in a new place, knowing that person for a few weeks, you know?
0: And I think it's good to highlight too, that we're, that we are definitely not saying like, don't trust your military spouses. Don't do anything like that because the military spouse community is super, super tight knit. And a hundred percent, you know, the people that are in that would help you at the drop of a dime because Everyone's been in it. But I think what you're emphasizing is that it's also important to guard your heart and guard yourself in the sense that, you know, you know, what's best for you. And it takes time to develop that sense of trust and closeness Mm -hmm. with other people. It's not something that happens overnight, which is why knowing your boundaries Mm -hmm. and what you're comfortable with is important so that you can form those, those relationships that have trust and, and foundation to them.
1: Most definitely. Definitely not saying not don't trust your military <laughs> community because they, you know, I could totally trust my military community. Um, But I do think that uh, it can you can easily, you know, just like a, any other community, like that's what people need to understand is even if other communities aren't PCSing every few years or their spouse isn't leaving or, you know, all the. You know, I I don't know, just there's so many things like even if another community isn't going through that, they are going through some of the same relational lack of boundary awareness issues. Yeah. Like it's not just, you know, it's not just a military community. And I don't think all military communities have this, you know, issue. I think it's just based on specific relationships and based on you know, specific things. So yeah, I definitely reach out to people and, you know, get on the spouse's page, um, get on any, you know, whatever spouse's page, um, they have such good resources there as well. Um, and it's, you know, sometimes you do meet great people when you say, Hey, I just got here. I'd like to meet some people. Like sometimes you you for sure will meet some awesome people, but just don't share everything at once. And, you know, and, and as you get to know that person, you don't need to be like the first time you meet them, be like, okay, so I don't talk about this specific topic or, you know, I don't like this around my husband, or I don't do this with my, you don't need to like lay it all out there at once, you know, obviously, but gradually, if you are feeling like things are maybe, um, you know, your ideals are being stepped over, like, then lay them out there, like yeah. gradually move into it, you know?
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think you've made some really awesome, you know, valid points with it. And I love some of the quotes that you, that you brought, you know, that you allow what, you know, you allow to come in is, is a boundary and, and everything like that. And so I love asking this last question with everyone that I bring on, because I think it just provides such a cool perspective into each person's journey. And so that is, if you could go back to the day that you became a military spouse, you know, you're getting ready to say, I do, and future you pulls you aside. um, What's one piece of advice you would give the
1: younger, more naive you? Yeah, that's like such a good question. Um, I think my piece of advice would be like just do not worry or stress about trying to figure out exa- or exactly how to be a good military spouse. Like don't try to figure it out on one night. Don't stress yourself. Um, it's definitely a different way of supporting someone in a relationship if you haven't been with a military spouse or a military, sorry, military personnel before or military spouse before. But like, it's um, it's just definitely a. depending on the branch, like it, it can definitely be different. Um, I know my cousin, her husband's in the army. I know your husband's in the army as well. Mm -hmm. And there's just different protocol. There's different struggles in that branch. You know, there's different struggles in, um, the Marine Corps and then, you know, Navy and whatnot. And so, um, I think that I would just tell myself, relax, like, don't worry about it. And then also the second thing I would say is, um, since the military life throws so many big challenges at people like very fast, um, I would have told myself to just be patient and like, don't try to rush other things in your life because the military will already do that for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, being married to a military spouse will already like that'll already happen. So don't yeah. worry and don't stress about um for me personally it was like finishing my degree i was like oh my god like especially because a few weeks ago we just got orders to um across the country (laughs) and i'm like okay how am i gonna finish like my degree you know how am i gonna you know and i just told myself like just just trust the process like don't rush into things you know um so yeah that's what i would say because the military is already gonna just push, push, push. And, um, and sometimes not, like, I know some people have been here for seven years and then I know other people have been, you know, like I said, like depending on your branch and, um, the Marine Corps is under the Navy, but like, you know, army is different, you know, there's Mm -hmm. different protocol, there's different things. And so just let it, let it be and relax and take in all the changes that they're going to throw you. And, um, you know, just kind of calm down if you can.
0: <laughs> it's, it's definitely a roll with the punches kind of lifestyle. That's, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And it's not, I, I love it. You know, I know some of my friends who are like, no, I don't think I could do that. In the beginning, I was kind of like, gosh, this is really different. This is really hard. This isn't what you know I expected. And my other married friends were like, we haven't faced any of those challenges in our marriage, you know? And it's like, well, it just has to do with being away from each other forever or not forever. It feels like forever, (laughs) but you know, like those kinds of things. And I remember like my husband getting back from his deployment in May and him being like, you know, I just realized this, but we were gone for longer than we were married. And I was like, yeah. And that, you know, that first marriage is already such a transition, but then being away from each other in your first year of marriage, when you're just trying to get used to like maybe living in a different area or mm-hmm. moving in together or, you know, whatever, if you haven't previously before. So, um, yeah. And I don't know if you can relate to that as well, well but 100%. <laughs> yeah.
0: my husband came back from like an eight month deployment in April and we got married that July before, and then he left in September. So he was gone for like almost our entire first year of marriage. We just celebrated our one year this July, but I a hundred percent, hundred percent can relate. And I think I've, I've said this so many times before, but I think military marriages are like on fast forward where they experience things at a much faster rate than a quote unquote normal marriage does. So you kind of have to learn how to do things and adapt fast. Yeah.
1: I agree. I definitely agree with that. It's definitely fast forward. And Mm -hmm. I think, um, it, it takes two mature people or people willing to be mature to, to like walk with the stressors that you're going to experience earlier than, you know, people who are married and not don't have a service member. Um, All right, married to one or whatever. So I think that you're right. It, it definitely can. It's like burdens that you're like, gosh, I just don't see other people our age or in a marriage going through this. And that's where I want to lead into some resources that I think are so helpful for really, you know, any, even if you're struggling with another military spouse with creating boundaries, um, or even if you need to call, Um, this, so basically one of the one of the resources is, um, it, my military one source has a 24/7 counseling assistant, um, like phone call you can call, um, or phone, phone number you can call and it's for, you can talk about issues with your spouse. You could literally be on the phone with your spouse and be like, Hey, we're having this problem. Like, can you help us? counselors through this right now. And, um, most of the time they're licensed marriage therapists, they're social workers. Um, they're just counselors or chaplains or something that can be on the phone with you and give you some tips and give you some help and ease your nerves. Um, so that is super, super helpful. And we can link that phone number. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then TRICARE is also, I believe TRICARE West. I don't know. Um, I don't know about other TRICARE plans, but TRICARE West has been waiving mental health services and therapy, um, fees for due to COVID for like literally last year and a half. So if you need to talk to somebody about, you know, setting boundaries with your spouse, setting boundaries with, um, a friend in the military community or whatever it is, um, just know that the military actually really cares about your mental health and they, um, obviously do so, so much that they want to like waive, uh, the copay fee for you. So I would say that's a really big resource if you're really struggling. Um, and if you just need to talk to a therapist, uh, that's been incredible during COVID with all the stressors and all the things that the military's had to do with COVID that has ultimately probably affected a lot of spouses, you know, yeah. so yes. Absolutely.
0: And we'll definitely link that information in in Sydney's post on the Instagram. So keep an eye out for that. Um, If you see her meet the guest Instagram post, it will be linked down there for you guys if you need it. But Sydney, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciated our conversation. I'm glad that we were able to finally get connected even though we had so many weird random things pop up, but that's just military life sometimes. Um, But again, I just want to thank our listeners too for tuning in to call Tamara and um, we would not be here without your support if you're listening on apple podcast please keep rating us and leaving us a review and subscribing it has been really cool to see some of our numbers popping up and i'm just so grateful to you guys but again sydney thank you so much for coming on today and i will talk to everyone again next week yeah all right bye